Welcome back to another week of Purgatory News. I'm your host, Davis Clarence. Now, before we really get going, Marty told me there have been a few questions regarding the broadcast, because apparently he's been getting some emails from folks outside of Purgatory. I don't see why anyone outside Purgatory would have any interest in our news, but then again, I can't understand most of what happens on the internet. If it's not the DIY Projects and Ideas section of the Home Depot website, one of the Jeff Goldblum tumblers I subscribe to, or my email, which I check once or twice a month, I don't do it, and I don't care. But in the interest of keeping this an enlightening and informational podcast, I'm going to take a minute or two to skim over some of the basic history of our own beautiful purgatory. Purgatory is an enclaved sovereign territory tucked into the continental United States. This, of course, owes back to a few small cartographical errors during the Louisiana Purchase that no one ever bothered to fix. Frankly, that suits us just fine. The name Purgatory is a nod to our sovereignty, but it also acts as a feather in the cap of the Purgat family, the wealthiest founding family, and pain in our backsides to this very day. Now, Jeremiah and Harriet Purgat, wealthy merchants and all-around egomaniacs, set up shop here in 1801 as a trade stop for all those who started west and then generally got lost. They themselves had paid for a large expedition of families, and after wandering around for several weeks, they simply put down roots and declared success. The name initially was Purgatville, and the population was a healthy 136. A few years later, the Louisiana Purchase went through, and by 1830, it was clear that no one cared to revise the map and reclaim the area. And with a population soaring over 200, they decided to elect a council. And we've been run by elected council ever since, though it is important to note that Lavinia Purgat has been the cornerstone of that council for decades, and everyone else is simply her hand-picked yes-men. We handle our own laws, our own services, but we do have a U.S.-based purgatory P.O. box that lets us operate as sort of silent dual citizens, because you can drive across purgatory long ways in about 14 minutes with no traffic. And yeah, I know, it's confusing. Sometimes we refer to ourselves as a town, but a 14-minute travel time makes calling ourselves a country feel a, like a sort of a delusion of grandeur. So I hope this answers some of your questions. I hope it wasn't too much of a boring history report for the locals. I suppose if you have any other questions or anything for the general announcements, you can send them to Marty at purgatorynewsonline at gmail.com. And he'll let me know to answer him if he remembers. Now with that out of the way, let's head right to the news. The Clover Club is opening up applications for this year's scholarship program. Anyone between the ages of 16 and 20 can register for the $2,000 honorarium. Applications are due by November 1st, and then you've got from then to the end of June to finish 150 hours of volunteer service at registered locations throughout Purgatory. Now, that is registered locations and activities only, like helping out at the animal house, reading books to dogs, or over at the rec center, reading books to kids, or over at the senior center, reading books to seniors. 
as has been clarified in previous years, it does not include doing laundry for your mom, breaking for pedestrians, reading in your home for enjoyment or school assignments, babysitting, playing sports, joining a club with the outcast kids even though you're a cool kid, MLMs, explaining cryptocurrency, email, Facebook, Instagram, cool slang, or TikTok dances to your elders, unless specifically contracted to do so by the Senior Center's Forever Young program. A couple of years ago, Colton Briggs set up a free hug station over by the gazebo, and he spent five-plus hours every Saturday giving hugs to a tittering line of attention-starved over-50s who couldn't wait to get a long, warm embrace from the two-time runner-up for Purgatory's Most Eligible Bachelor. Side note, we all know he should have won. Latimus Purgat insisted on giving himself the title, but there is not a person alive, sighted or not, that would have voted for that crotchety old hand puppet over a sweet, dimpled cheesecake like Colton. So Colton spent 150 hours making lonely women and a few lonely men feel all warm and fuzzy, and then another however long meticulously documenting the hugs. In the late spring, he brought it over to the Clover Club, only to find out that none of those hugs counted as community service. The $2,000 honorarium could only be used for an accredited university or trade program, and he himself, being 26, did not qualify for the program in the first place. Now, before anybody gets to crying over this cautionary tale, when word got out, those lonely oldies got together and pulled $1,400 together for Colton, which was exactly what he was looking for so that he could finish the jiu-jitsu program over at the rec. And now look at him. Three years later, and he has a thriving business, teaching self-defense and doing hands-on massage at his farm out on Howell Ave. Heck, he even talked Stella into adding a bus stop right by his place so the seniors don't have to trek so far to get to him. And that said, none of you are as handsome as Colton, so if you want the scholarship, you better stick to the guidelines. This Friday and Saturday and next, you can head over to the Main Street Theater for a 10 p.m. showing of Con Air. Or you can head to the Main Street Theater for their newest adaptation, Con Air the Musical, at 8 Tickets are $15 at either event. You can get a package deal for $25. Cold River Bridge is out. It is still out. Jenny has her team on it, but nobody is going to build a bridge in four weeks, especially if you don't want it to wash out like last time. And don't go over there thinking you can use the plywood platforming they have set up. That is for humans and wheelbarrows. And... I mean, maybe a bicycle if you're feeling brave. But if you think you can drive anything over it, just take a quick look down into the water and see the consequences of that type of bravado. Kenny lost his golf cart. Then Kenny's brother Al lost his golf cart. And then Kenny lost his mama Diane's kitted up rascal trying to pull up the golf carts. So this might be a bit of guidance meant more specifically for the Bremen boys, but let's not add to the chaos. Jenny said it's near impossible to build around all those vehicles, and she can't get Bill out there with the tow truck till Saturday because he's in Atlantic City, and Jeff Marrow's not allowed to drive it. But if Bill hits it big, he's not coming back, and we'll be bridgeless until he baccarats himself back to broke. So if we can keep the river clear of recreational vehicles, Jenny says she and the guys can have a temp bridge finished in another two weeks, and we might even have a permanent replacement up by next summer. 
The Animal House is teaming up with Wendy Sneed to feature her exclusive couture line of clothing for dogs, cats, and other household friends. Next Friday at 7.30 p.m. in the Animal House parking lot, or inside if it rains, come out for You Better Wag! A pet fashion walk complete with runway and live commentary by Master of Ceremonies, Stella Chen. Tickets are $20 and include a reserved seat, a glass of champagne or sparkling grape juice, and a meet and greet with the models after the show, all of whom are up for adoption. Wendy will also be on hand to discuss options for any fashion-forward, scaled, furred, or feathered friends. Wendy claims she's never met a pet she couldn't make fabulous, and if her human clothing creations are any indicator, I'd say she's right. I own a one-of-a-kind duster she made out of my old prom dresses. It is a stunner. Proceeds go to the animal house, and additional donations are encouraged. We got our quarterly swap coming up this weekend. If you have items to donate, you can drop them off at Purgatory Hall tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. If you'd like to offer a skill, you can still ask for a little table by checking in with Kathy Anderson. For anyone unfamiliar with the swap, the name is not exactly accurate, but it's close enough. If you have anything in good condition that you don't want anymore, give it to the swap. If you're looking to pick up a few newish items, come to the swap. And if you need something fixed up a little bit, bring it with you to the swap. And if you have a good, simple skill that you can offer, offer it at the swap. Wendy Sneed will be doing small mending, buttons, etc. finished on the spot. Danielle Coincrest is going to help out with electrical appliances. Marty's going to be there for all your laptop and cell phone maintenance. And a couple of the juniors from Purgate High are manning a table to answer all of your social media questions. There's going to be samples from Danmar's, Biscuits, the Cakery Bakery, Arliss Tea House, and even Tony over at Basement Bar is going to pour some free beers from a couple of kegs he found in the basement that have the dates rubbed off. The Clover Club is sponsoring a pie contest, grand prize $25, and a hand-painted pie plate to add a little competitive intrigue to the day. And there will be an improv comedy show from our beloved Purgatory Jacks. Now, they only perform four nights a year at the Main Street Theater, so that is a real treat. <laughs> so get your suggestions ready. No more pineapple. I have seen enough scenes about SpongeBob SquarePants to last a lifetime. This event is free with the caveat of don't be that guy. Offer something. Or at least be respectful of how much you take away, Trevor. That is this Sunday from 11 to 4, Purgatory Hall Green or inside of Purgatory Hall if it rains. And speaking of rain, let's check in with Polly Dietz and see what we can expect. Polly, how's it looking up there? Hi, Davis. The helicopter is out, Davis. Out? It's over. Oh, yeah? I guess it's true what they say. Don't fly too close to the sun. The helicopter melted? No. There is no helicopter, Davis. It was a ruse. I know, but... We broadcast at the same time as Coco Melon. She's moved to bigger and better things. I'm sorry, Polly. I was too close to the sun, Davis. Well, uh, did you happen to catch any traffic or weather on your way down? Sure. We've got some backup on the DPD because a few cows got out of the Henry Field. They don't look like they want to move, so if you can, I suggest finding an alternate route. Also, if you're down by the Cold River Bridge, don't bother trying to talk Kenny Bryman out of it. 
He's got his neighbor's ATV chained up to Diane's rascal, and he's going to try and haul it up. Why would he do that? He said he never asked his mom if he could use it, and if she can't get over to bingo at the Universalist tomorrow, he'd be better off jumping in the river himself. So I don't think there's any talking him out of it. Oh, great. Maybe eventually Jenny can just pour concrete over the whole pile. I don't think that's how a bridge works, but I'm no expert. What about weather? Looking a little overcast tonight, but if we get any rain, it's just going to be overnight, and we'll get another dry spell going for the rest of the week. All right, well, that's good news for the swap, bad news for my garden. Hey, Davis, do you think we could maybe push the news back by a half hour or so? I can't compete against Coco Melon, but I think versus Peppa Pig, I might just have a chance. No can do, Polly. I've got a routine, and it's very important to me. Sure thing. Just thought I'd ask. Just because, you know, the sun felt so nice. It's good to be a hero, you know? I know, but, uh... The sun is how we get skin cancer, and all our heroes disappoint us sooner or later. It really throws me off when my day changes. I'm so sorry. Fair enough. This is Polly Dietz signing off. We've got another local sponsor today. Biscuits Diner is adding a new dish to keep your stomach and wallet happy. For just $3, you can get two delicious flaky biscuits and a six-ounce container of what they're calling four-day gravy. I was... Too uncomfortable to ask what that means exactly, but I might be willing to find out if all I had on me was $3 plus a tip. (laughs) That's plus tip. Always, always tip. If you do not tip, then you will get made into four-day gravy. Dave and Rufus were trying it out when I stopped by for my regular Wednesday pancake breakfast, and they said the gravy's pretty good. But uh, I once saw Rufus take a bite out of a sandwich that he found on a bench, so... Take that recommendation as you will. All right. Only a few general announcements today. If anyone found a pair of prescription sunglasses somewhere between Arla's Tea House and the roller rink, go ahead and call Gene Barclaw. He's at 4471. G, put a penny on the train tracks and make a wish. Hank, you are not invited to dinner, and if you show up, you will not be fed. Well, Hank, (laughs) I am not sure what you've done, but if I were you, I'd head over to Biscuits instead, and let me know how that four-day gravy treats you. As always, if you have any pressing news, you can wave me over, drop a note in the basket on my porch, or slip it under the door of the radio shed. This has been Davis Clarence with your purgatory news reminding you to eat at Biscuits Diner. You're not leaving hungry, you're eating biscuits. This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson and edited by Stephen Dion. Polly Dietz is played by Michael Coyne.